Last week we were continuing in the thought of warring with the enemy and then we looked at watching, that's uh, praying in sleepless, on sleepless nights and witnessing is where we got to, <clears throat> verse 19 and 20. We need prayer so we're able to go and testify for the Lord. And remember as we said, this is not just a regular member of the church. This is the Apostle Paul asking for prayer to do this. That utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly <coughs> to make known the mystery of the gospel. <coughs> he wanted <coughs> this to be effectual, his testimony, his testifying for the Lord. And we'll look at that thought tonight. Prayer shatters difficulty. We're on point C of, I think that's in, in an outline you have, if you have that one. <clears throat> prayer shortens distances. We looked at that last week. Prayer suppresses silence or dread. Prayer suppresses dread. Prayer shatters difficulty. Um, <clears throat> there are inherent difficulties in communicating the gospel. And you've probably found that out. <laughs> Inherent difficulties. And that's what we're going to look at tonight because I think in our day it's probably different to other days with the media the way it is and all the things that people have input from. And uh, <laughs> evolution has poisoned the hearts and minds of so many people. So we need prayer to, for God to work on our behalf as we testify and that these things might be shattered in the lives of people. Let us pray before we look at these thoughts. Thank you, Lord, that <clears throat> we do have a wonderful mystery in our hands, the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ that was given to Paul and the apostles to disseminate through the world that they knew, and they did, without the means we have and the transport. Lord, what a challenge to ourselves. And Lord, even in that time with the uh, starting of the church and the excitement of it all and everything was fresh and new <clears throat> they were able to spread but there were still the difficulties and Lord we do face somewhat different but many of the same and I pray that we would be able to overcome them in the power of the spirit through the prayer of the saints for the glory of God and salvation of souls Lord bless the thoughts to our hearts tonight from your word in Jesus name Amen <coughs> Yes, that he might make known the mystery of the gospel. Back in Ephesians chapter 3, and there's a few verses there that he used that word, and we looked at these, we started with this one last week. There he, in verse 3 of chapter 3, how that by revelation he made known unto, unto me the mystery, as I wrote in few words, he mentions it there, he mentions it in verse 4, by which when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ and down in verse 9 to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery <clears throat> which from the beginning of the world has been hidden in God who created all things by Jesus Christ uh, <clears throat> the mystery is verse 6 that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of this promise in Christ by the gospel something that really irated the Jewish people who weren't believers, they know we are the people, we are the nation. And now this is spread out to Gentile too, and they didn't like 
didn't like that thought. <laughs> they weren't the, the cupbearers of the, of the truth of God. <clears throat> it had been given to others. Why? Because they failed. And Paul said to all men, he might make all men see what is this mystery. In fact, <clears throat> back in Matthew, in chapter 13 and verse 11, when the Lord was speaking unto the people, and if I showed you this week, last week, um, bear with us, we'll move on after this point. But as he was preaching to the Jews and they just keep on, kept on resisting him and saying no to the truth and arguing with the Lord, <clears throat> he answered and said in verse 11 unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. And he was answering the apostles' question in verse 10. Why you speak unto them in parables? Why have you changed your tact? What's the difference? And it was <clears throat> that now it's given to you to know these mysteries, the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Then he went through these, the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven parables. And it's interesting to look at them because he was starting to open up the light that the gospel is going to go to the Gentiles. It was this which Paul was given the baton to later, the special revelation of the mystery. And so <clears throat> how is this going to be made known to people? Here's the unsaved, unsaved heathen Gentiles that have nothing but the revelation of God in nature to know about God. And then he's got the Jewish people who are God conscious, know there is a God, but they're not submitting to the Saviour that was sent. So the pray, Paul asked for prayer for this to be broken down for them to see it. And let's see some of the hard-heartedness, the things that restricted them and Paul was asking for prayer for. Acts chapter 28, the last few verses of the book of Acts. <coughs> And verse 26. <clears throat> Saying, Go unto this people and say, Hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand. And seeing ye shall see and not perceive. For the heart of this people is, be, is wax gross and their ears are dull of hearing and their eyes they have closed lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. And know it, be it known therefore unto you that salvation, the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles and that they will hear it. And when he had said these words, the Jews departed and great reasonings, had great reasonings among themselves. And so the hard-heartedness, Paul is praying that this would be broken down. The dull of hearing and the hard-hearted hearts. Is it, is it <coughs> same in people? <coughs> Is it the same in people's lives today? It is, but not probably for the same reason. This is Jewish people that Paul is talking about. And he was amazed that they wouldn't respond. But he knew how his heart was before too and how he rejected this message for so long. And so he had great heaviness and continual sorrow in his heart for his brethren and his kinsmen according to the flesh in Romans 9. Uh, another thing Paul would have asked for prayer for in, in this broad thing, that the mystery of the gospel would be open to them, um, just not understanding when God visits an individual or a nation. And this is found in Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, 
chapter 19 and verse 42. <clears throat> Again referring to the Jewish people. 1942. Saying, If thou had known even thou, at least in this thy day, <clears throat> the things which belong unto thy peace, but now are they hidden from thine eyes, for the day shall come upon thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench around thee and compass thee around and keep thee in on every side. That's the destruction of Jerusalem that later happened. And shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children with, within thee. And they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. And I think we should pray for people who have been visited by God, his Holy Spirit, through the gospel being preached, a, a tract being given, uh, a word shared with a family member, a card, a Christmas, whatever it's been, where they've been shared the word of God and it was a time of their visitation. Now this is the nation, I know that, but we can liken that to God visiting us. And we all can remember, if we're Christians now, the time that he did visit us and he knocked at our heart's door. And uh, the, the, the tug of the Holy Spirit in our hearts, you know, believe, believe. When we're, when we're testifying to someone, we can't make that happen. That's God's business. Ah, uh, was it? Paulus, I watered. No, I planted, said Paul. Apollos watered and God gave the increase. God did the work in the heart of the The Holy Spirit did that work. And, and Paul is praying that that time of visitation upon people's hearts would be recognised by the individuals as he went to town, from town to town. And I think we, we, we can pray that for that also. We can pray for each other's families and friends. Um, <clears throat> 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Another barrier to the mystery of the gospel being understood. 1 Corinthians 9 and verse 19 and following there. For though I am free from all men, yet have I made myself servant to all, that I might gain them all. Unto the Jews I become a Jew, that I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law, as under the law, but being myself under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without the law, and who, were they, who, who would have that been? Well, mostly Gentiles. And as without the law, being not without the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might gain them that are without. He's talking about witnessing, isn't he? That I might gain them, that they might come. That they might come. <clears throat> to the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. That I, I made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. It's about salvation. And I, I've, I've thought of this as being cultural differences. To the Jews, that was pretty easier for Paul. That's what he was. But he did know eight or nine languages. And so he had studied and knew, and he would have known a bit of the culture. But he when talking to a person, ask the Lord to discern, for you to discern where they're at, where they're coming from, what culture, what background. Because, uh, and, and become, it's not compromise. This is not talking about compromising. This is talking about understanding where they're at to communicate to them. You have to, you have to understand where a person is before you can take them from there to another point. Yes. 
in in anything, even in teaching and things like that. And Paul is saying, if discern where they're at, lead them from that point into the gospel. Lead, lead turn the conversation around to the gospel of Christ and the need of salvation, their sinnerhood and the things that they need to understand to be saved. Cultural differences. Paul prayed for these barriers to be broken down. He practiced it. Another one. In Mark's gospel, chapter 6. This is talking and really covers it fairly generally about man's inability to comprehend. And we'll talk about it, it from other angles as well. This is Mark 6 and verse 50. Mark 6.50 For they all saw him and were troubled. Immediately he talked with them and said unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship and the wind ceased and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. Hey, this is not about the gospel. This is the, this is <coughs> the disciples. And they were sore afraid. And other places they thought they'd seen a ghost. And they considered not the miracle. You know, everything, the sea quietened. Wow. <laughs> and they were afraid of being in his presence. But he was the one that loved them. <laughs> And even Christians can get out of sorts with the Lord and not consider what the Lord can do for them and through them. And uh, that was another one in Mark that we have in chapter 8 and verse 17 and verse 21. Mark eight seventeen. And when the Jews knew it, he saith unto them, Why reason ye because ye have no bread? Perceive ye not yet neither understand have ye not have ye your heart yet hardened yes and down in verse 21 you can read all the rest in between too and he said unto them how is it that ye do not understand how is it that you do not understand as Christians for how long are we still needing to comprehend the truths of God all the time till Death us to part <laughs> from here. That, that's all that time we're growing and learning, understanding, because we don't under, you know, we're, we're blinded to truth. Our understanding needs enlightening. Enlightening comes from the word of God, preaching of it, the reading of it, the praying over it, and to pray that as the disciples needed it, so do we. Now, I know that's not in relation to salvation, but it's in relation to Christians. Acts chapter 2. <clears throat> another barrier that Paul would have prayed for that might be removed and hey folks pray for this <laughs> hey we can, we can ask for prayer for this right here now and you'll realise well, we won't pray for what, that, what happened there because it's not going to happen again but in Acts chapter 2 what happened? verses 1 to 13 and when the day of Pentecost was fully come all with one accord, one place. Suddenly there came the sound from heaven like a rushing of a mighty wind and filled the all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. And the Spirit gave them utterance. 
and they were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because every man heard them speak in his own language. And they're all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? Corinthians and the Medes and the Elamites and the dwellers in Mesopotamia and in Judea and Cappadocia and Pontius and Asia. There's a lot of tongues going on here. And we need to pray for that barrier to be overcome. And um, pray for Juma as he learns English, <laughs> that he might understand. And you know, it, it's getting it's getting better, quick, pretty quick, really. <laughs> but uh, you know, times and dates sometimes get messed up. You know, we're not barking up the same tree sometimes when we're talking. And yeah, we've got that sorted out. And ah, wait a minute, <laughs> it's not. <clears throat> but when and we're talking about this this morning, Tim, weren't we? <laughs> when they're all in Jerusalem. On that day, from all over the world, as it were, God said, it's going to happen now. (laughs) So that all these people who were God-seeking people, that's why they were at Jerusalem, heard the message of the gospel, heard the good news, and it went out everywhere. (laughs) It it sort of just went out with them, back to their hometowns and countries. And what a blessing. Now, they didn't have a whole lot of teaching. At that time, they didn't have the Bible. They didn't have the revelation we have in the epistles. They could have talked about the gospel content because the life of the Lord had been lived. But a lot of things. And so the inability to comprehend, and and that's a problem in our world today with languages even. There's there's multitudes of languages where the gospel has not been given yet. (coughs) There's one less of the previous Bible college principle Um, come on someone help me down in Melbourne yes the Wivels thank you (laughs) Anna Annabeth Wivel and you know where she what she's translating Swahili (laughs) and over there and she's been doing that for quite a few years I think she's still single over there working on that that came to mind when um, Juma and the family friends came along. So the language differences, and pray for that here, that we'll be able to overcome that as we learn each other's language. Sante. You'll see he grin. <laughs> Sante, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and <clears throat> now when I'm listening to Juma pray, I'm picking up, what was the one I picked up on Saturday? Good he kept on saying it and saying, oh, there's a word I need to pick up because that's one, I think it was God. Mongu. Mongu, yeah. Yep, that's it. And it kept on coming. Sante, thank you, God. And Okay, I know where he's at. And then he mentioned a name. Huh? He's praying for this now. <laughs> I think after, you know, about 50 years, I might get it. <laughs> but, it, you know, pray for that too. We might be able to talk about what's going on the truths of God's word. Um, languages, we're not going to get through. <clears throat> Man's blindness. Is there a verse you can remember? In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4, Satan hath blinded 
the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine in unto them. Let's pray for that. You know, here's a list of prayer requests for tonight, just in this, in pray for God to open people's hearts and eyes, that the scales might be removed. What did Jesus say about, no, Paul said about the, the, the um, Jews, the veil is upon their heart still. In Corinthians, he said that, still on their heart. They still don't get it. Majority of Jewish people didn't get it and uh, still don't get it. <laughs> One day they will, but it'll take an awful big four by two to, on the nation to wake them to it. Man's blindness, man's ignorance. Chapter 17 of Acts and verse 27. Pray for the removal of ignorance. And in Australia, we have a lot of people that are ignorant. In the world, some people never heard of God, let alone the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. 1723, <clears throat> the book of Acts. For as I pass by, I like this one, Mar Peter, Paul on Mars Hill, I found an altar with this inscription, to the unknown God whom therefore ye ignorantly worship. Him declare I unto you. Are people, spirit, not spiritually, my, how you call it, religious? Are they religious? They are. Even unsaved atheists are religious because they worship something, don't they? They, they esteem something in their lives and they've got that. It's who we worship is whether we understand the truth or not. To the unknown God whom ye ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. And we need to let people know. And that's a thing of discernment when we're talking to a person. Are they spiritual? When, I, when you can talk to a Catholic person, they're already God conscious. You don't have to convince them about creation and things like that. They believe that. But they've got it mixed up with works and salvation. You've got to get down to that point and discern whether, you know what, you might say, what church do you go to? I know my brother-in-law used to pick up hitchhikers when you're allowed to hitchhike. I don't know if you still are, but <clears throat> he used to have fun just picking hitchhikers up. He'd get them in the car and then get it up to 100 and then start witnessing to them. <laughs> what can they do? <laughs> they can ask to get out along a desert road, but <clears throat> he would... He would start the conversation, where do you go to worship? In <laughs> a shock, worship? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> and he, he, he had a method that he used in, in doing that. <laughs> but overcoming the blindness. Um, <clears throat> we're halfway through, we'll leave them <laughs> until next time. But there's, there's other things, and you might, you could get a whole list more too. And I was just thinking of them as I was going through it yesterday and today. What is it that's stopping them? Let's pray for eyes to be open, souls to be saved. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He's given us the ambassadorship, the, uh, the, the minister of reconciliation. He's, he's given us the commandment to go. So let's pray that as we go, as you have opportunity, as I have opportunities, we might know, discern and understand where people are at. And... Um, and understand when they're you know, talking to them and they're doing this. What are they doing? You know, they might have a fence behind them. You get right up to them, back them into a fence. 
stop, stop, because you'll drive them away from another opportunity. <coughs> we can offend. The gospel is an offence because you're telling them they're sinners and they're going to hell. Let's not be offensive in our method of getting that gospel to them. Pray for that. Pray for wisdom in that.